What is up, guys? It is a beautiful Sunday morning here at the Adventure Expo, the four-wheeler Adventure Expo in Costa Mesa, California. This is Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure to you guys. I am here with my co-partner uh, in crime. Yep. Trucky McTruckface, a.k.a. <laughs> did you Frank. forget your name for a second? I did for a second. I was like, do I go with my actual name or do I go with my Instagram name? I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah, no, this is all Lee. Yeah. I happen to have a Jeep. I happen to have a Jeep. <laughs> Kate the Jeep. And we are uh, with a friend. Uh, yeah. We are here. Hey, with, guys. Yep. Thanks for thanks for having me here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Michael Welcome. from Overland Bound. Yep. We yep. Uh, pulled him away from his adoring fans. Yeah, exactly. For for the next hour or so. Yeah, it's you're a, a popular it's, guy, man. It's been a great it's been a great show. Yeah, uh, a lot of folks who are here that are interested in an adventure lifestyle and yeah. asking a lot of yep. great questions. So it's been a lot of fun. That's a good point because I do think this show. There's a lot of new people. Yep. Right, people that are kind of figuring it out and they're, they've heard a lot about it, but they've never experienced it firsthand. Right, and so that's that's pretty cool. I've had a lot of questions as well about, oh, what's this? How does that work? Yeah. So you do this and that, and yeah. Well, the cool thing about this show is, this is the first time, this West, that we've had a true adventure overland style like expo. Expo, yeah. That you know is actually, I think, going to compete with uh, Overland Expo yeah. in Arizona. That's coming up in what is that? May. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I was actually surprised. I had no real expectations coming in. I thought it'd be a fun show. Right, I right. There'd be a few people coming out. Like I th- I'm like, dude, I, I don't know if it's been hyped enough. Like it was just such an unknown, and we came and we crushed it yesterday. Yeah, it was busy yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, we are here at the KC Highlights booth. Yep. Um, at the expo outside, it's beautiful. Like I said, uh, we are also broadcasting this uh, podcast on KC's podcast. Yep. Which is something you guys might start seeing uh, come from time to time. It just helps me and Frank uh, kind of. Kill two birds duty. with one stone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this this expo has been great. The crowd is great. The vibe is awesome. Yeah, yeah um, it really is. Sunday's been a little more mellow, but yeah. that's fine. I, but it's cool I because it. you get a lot more time with the people, right? You're not, you don't have a crowd, and you can talk to the individuals, and they can ask very detailed and specific questions because right. they're not. It's not super crowded, so. Today's actually, I think, a better day. It's very, and I like how open it is. Yeah. Like, you know, especially on the outdoor area, it's like, this is the way it should be yeah, for these types absolutely. of Absolutely. They've had a lot of like off road style ones, like Sandsport Super Show comes yeah. out here. And I think, you know, just this is a whole different twist yeah. to what people and are then used you, to. Michael, you guys did something different too, where you were able to bring in like locals, right? right. On, in, into the booth that you guys have, which yeah. I don't know if you guys have done that yeah, before. Yeah, absolutely. Have you? Well, uh, you helped us out with that as yeah. well. And, um, you know what we wanted to do is show a broad cross section. So we've got a Land Rover, we've got a Subaru, yeah. we've got a Jeep, we've got uh, clearly my rig is here. Yeah. So a broad cross section of vehicles. Um, you know, we say it doesn't matter what you drive because exactly. we just want people to get out there and have an adventure lifestyle, adventure experience. It absolutely doesn't matter where you drive it. You have right. To, you have to know <laughs> the capabilities of your rig. But yeah, that's been that's been great, and it provides a nice showcase for people who totally. are interested to look at the various vehicles, you know, depending on what they might have or what they might be interested in. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, I noticed that about your booth. Like you guys have the, what is it called? The Overland Bound Rise and Shine. 
Is that it's, it's what they've the, dubbed it? It's the show and shine. Show and shine. Show, yeah, and, show shine. and shine. Which I kind of, um, it's great. It's it's been a great show. I I kind of chuckled a little bit. I said, well, they'll show, but they, they might not shine. Won't shine. <laughs> they probably won't shine. <laughs> yeah. Might have wanted to work on that yeah. name a little. Yeah, right? exactly. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, we kind of did the same thing here. We've got a Colorado, a G Wagon, yep. uh, right. Land, Land, Land Rover. Yep. We've got Truckee over there. We've got Jillian, Rebecca's Tacoma. We've got the Roma guys' as Gladiator. Uh, the Wagoneer from KC. Yeah. I mean, we got uh, SoCal Overland's Forerunner, my Jeep. Yeah, it's, it's oh, and, and yeah. we stole Jim from Ground Pounder. We stole him away from you and brought yeah, him over right. here because right. I wanted coffee. It's, we yeah. wanted coffee. We yeah. wanted coffee. Coffee is important. <laughs> Caffeine is key. Um, but let's uh, let's just kind of back up a little bit. Sure. Um, sure. Last episode was really interesting for us because, you know, something very near and dear to our hearts with uh, a fellow uh, family member, Adam. Yeah. Who had rolled his Jeep out in uh, Johnson Valley. So if you guys haven't listened to the last episode, you might want to check that out. Yep. It was a, uh, it was a pretty, you know, it was the most sketch thing I think that's happened to me at an event, and it kind of changed my pattern of thinking moving forward with the events that we do for KC, and also some of the stuff that, like, especially like we have our Rick for Dirt one year anniversary next camp out week, next yeah. week, and you know, at the time that we were originally planning that. I was like, oh, awesome, fun and games. And now it's Everybody's, like- Everybody's, as many people as possible, let's yeah. do this. And now yeah. I'm like, what are we doing? Right. We, we didn't even think things through, like- and I think it's, it's you know- Yeah, it, the it's the reality, right? When something when something scary like that, traumatic like that happens, you, you we tend to kind of romanticize like what we're doing, right? And when, you know, you, you also kind of have this, this state of mind where you're out in the middle of nowhere and so you're not thinking about rules and laws and right. and you know all the things that actually do apply no matter where you are in the country Correct. right and so yeah. and liability and all this kind of stuff you're not thinking about that you're just out in the middle of nowhere having fun and you assume that you're off the grid in every sense of the word right but the reality is that you're not and you're on government and, land yeah and and that you know there's there are still rules there federal are still laws, laws. Applies, yeah, yeah laws still apply yep. and um, you know, when something like this happens, it kind of snaps you back into reality and you realize like the risks that you've been taking, however minor they might have seemed at the moment, like, you know, like not wearing a seatbelt traveling a hundred yards. Yeah. Right. Like minor stuff that can turn catastrophic. Wear your damn seatbelts. Yeah. Like yep. it's really, it's those moments when thankfully nothing serious happened. Um, Correct. You know, after the fact, we all kind of figured, realized that a day later, but uh, in the moment, it was like. Well, we had no idea. Yeah, we had no idea. You thought your friend was like bleeding out of his, you know. Yeah, he, I mean, skull yeah, head. Adam had no had blood coming out of his nose, his ears, his his forehead, his back granted, of his head. Granted, it all came out of his nose, right? But we thought he was bleeding out of right. Yeah. It was yeah. it was right. pulling right. off right. the side, so we thought it was coming out of his ears. Like we didn't oh, know, man. And you know how any kind of head injury automatically bleeds a lot, yep. right? And so, um, yeah, that trip. was such a trip. Yeah, I'm so glad anyways. you got. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that's a topic of conversation, right? Of because I, I've seen so many people go through an education. Yep. When you are out adventuring, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be called adventure if everything happened according to plan. Exactly. Right. Things do happen. You do have to keep those things in mind. You know, talking to people here at this expo, you know, I, I just mentioned offhandedly, well, when you break an axle and I see eyes get as big as saucers, right. they're like, <laughs> wait, like, wait, what? Wait, and I'm break? like, no, you're gonna break an axle, you're gonna right. do these things, and things do happen yeah. when, when you're out there, you know, adventuring. Right. So it's a, it's a great topic of conversation, people need to be aware of it. Yeah, things so that happen. had a bit of an influence on our event coming up next I mean, week. I'm glad it yeah. happened. I mean, I'm glad it happened only for the fact that now I will always have that at the forefront exactly. of my mind. So like, 
people are going to get like chased down by me. I will be tackling people <laughs> to have them sign liability sign waivers, waivers. Like, right. you know, well, where's you, your wristband? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. 100%. But I am looking forward to it. I'm trying it's to good, be, yeah. I'm trying to be excited and not nervous. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> just and take the, it as it comes. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I think we all know this is that when it's your party, you're not the one partying. Right. right. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> you're working. Exactly. <laughs> when it's your party, you're not really the one enjoying it. So we're definitely going to be busy, but we'll be making, we'll be trying to, we'll have, try to have as much fun as possible. Man, I'm bringing the whole family. Yeah. So I told them, I'm like, I'll have to do some stuff, but my focus is going to be on us spending time together. So yeah. that's my, that's my goal. And yeah. yeah. The way we, we have it set up is like you come, you set up, and then you just hang out. Yeah, like just hang out and get to know, know each other and take some make classes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, uh, we've got Michael here, and yeah. I'm stoked that we finally got you on. Um, we'll try to get you out of here at a reasonable time. Right. Um, but I'm here. It's, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. It's yeah, been for it's me been here. just an adventure trying to get you on the podcast like we were <laughs> we were originally planning to do it at the last rally uh -huh. that you guys had up mm -hmm. at uh, Shaver Lake yep. yep right and so and then that was a big mess because Ali had a problem scheduling conflict yep. there yep. and then I was maybe gonna do it solo with you yeah and then I had that family emergency where I packed up I was I mean I think I was, I think I was only on the ground like 16 hours wow. right like up there like <laughs> Like, yeah, and I had to, like, basically... That's right, you went morning. there. I went there, yeah. You went there, and then you packed up and you bounced. I packed up yeah. at 7 in the morning. Yeah. I got a phone call from home saying, you need to get home now. I think that was the first time I'm like, Frank, you could go ahead and do it, just you and Michael, if you want. Because yeah. we know, like, you're right. you're always out and you're doing stuff. Yeah. It's hard to, exactly. to lock down the time. Well, like you guys just mentioned, you know, and when it's your party and you're engaged, yep. it's, totally. it's hard to find the time. But totally. Yeah, yeah. I so. mean, I'd rather be doing this with you on the trail where it feels more uh -huh. natural, but... I'll take this. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. <laughs> so why don't, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure our listener, uh, listeners do know who you are and yeah. are familiar with the emblems that they see on the side of all the rigs and the yeah. numbers and the bragging rights. Uh, but why don't you just give a quick, like, you know, background on how yeah, the you and Corey and, got started yeah. and okay. Overland uh, Bound. Like, how did it come to be? Yeah, I'll try not to make it a, a two-hour feature, um, <laughs> distill it down to its, its, its elements, but... Really, you know, I grew up uh, outdoors. I grew up, my family had a logging company. Uh, my hometown was, um, you know, 350 people. Oh, Very wow. small, rural environment. So we no grew doubt. out, We or I grew up with four-wheel drive vehicles on the trail. And my dad was a forest ranger. Um, we always went backpacking. So that's how I grew oh, up. Really and cool. I was just used to it. Um, yeah. Grew up on a river, you know, uh, it, it, the Van Dusen River up in Humboldt County was my playground. I was so. going to ask you. So you grew up in California. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, California born and raised. But yeah. rural, California. rural California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, and then I, I, I stepped away from that, that um, life uh, after college. I got into, you know, long story short, I ended up getting into uh, software development and video game development. I had a passion for, for movies when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make movies. That led to yeah. technology and then led to software development. So I really stepped away from um, being outdoors. And the other thing that happened was I was surrounded by, you know, quite a few of my colleagues that had no outdoor adventure activity in their life. Yeah, and especially um, like if you're talking 20 plus years ago when technology was, it was the polar opposite of right. outdoors. I mean, nowadays, I think it's with phones and, and GPS devices. Hand hand. Like yeah. now technology, they're kind of blending right. again. But if you're talking like 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, 
Like they were polar opposites, and so was the crowd. You bring up a you bring up a really good point. I think what we're seeing now is very healthy. People are yeah. rebounding back to an adventure lifestyle. It's one of the reasons it's growing so quickly. Yeah, is because people realize the need for it. It gives right. you balance in life. You know, I mean, if it's just as simple as, hey, I'm, I'm capable, I can do those things, sure. you feel more self-reliant, you're more balanced, you treat other people better, it, you know, and it, I could go on and on. Um, but the, the, really the key point to create Overland Bound was um, that I went through a really dark period in my life, as we all do, things happen. And, sure. and um, you know, my, my father died, my stepfather died, I got a divorce, and it all happened right at the same time. And I almost involuntarily um, snapped back to the great outdoors at that time. And, you know... It was a like comfort I, zone, right, Paul? Yeah, great escape. Yeah, yeah. really. And, and I do tell people, it sounds dramatic, but I do tell people it saved my life. You know, I, I sure. was like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been missing. And uh, decided, you know, I bought the 80 series, disappeared um, for a few days up in the Sierras. I was ill-prepared, um, but it was fine. And when I came back, I was like, you know what? I want to share this with as many people as possible. I just want people to know that, that it's an option. Yeah. That, that they can do it too. Yeah. And I started, you know, I started getting involved with um, some other groups. And I'll just be honest with you. I'll, I'll, I'll call it straight. I really didn't like the other communities that I started getting involved with because I was really enthusiastic. I knew it wasn't rocket science being, right. you know, into off-road. It's not like we're trying to land somebody right. on Mars, exactly. yeah. you know. And so what I found in other <laughs> communities was was that, um, you know, they really weren't open. They really didn't want to help me figure things out and be yeah. safe. There and was I was like, definitely like an they want to keep mentality. it to themselves. And 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 I, I was just like, you know, guys, I grew up like this. Come on. I'm like, not new it's to not, this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I just want, you know, like, <laughs> hey, what's the latest, greatest? Let's. And so that's why I founded Overland Bound. As I said, hey, the environment is going to be an environment that helps one another. Everybody right. started somewhere. We all have our different style yep. of overlanding. Right. Let's make sure our community supports one another. And, um, man, it's just so rewarding to see it grow and the the best thing for me is when I see Overland Bound members helping each other. Totally. And I see those stories every single day. So Yeah, it seems like the community kind yeah. of tends to kind of carry the torch a lot, right? Like yeah. we're, because I mean, it's it's absolutely impossible, I think, for you and Corey and, and your small team that is a team now, yeah. right, to, to manage such a community. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to see like community members that develop that own their own passion. Right. And then kind of carry some of that torch and extend and it even further. Let's, it's let's just, necessary. Well, right? let's I mean, mention Corey. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, we haven't even introduced. Like, that's true. Know. Yeah. Well, so Corey, um, my wife, and she also is fully dedicated to Overland Bound. Yep. She actually, you know, when Overland Bound really started growing, I was still working in the software, in, in the software industry, in the video game industry. And um, it, it started really growing. I was like, oh man, I feel like I can't support the community as much right. as I want to. You still got to get, you still got to earn an income. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That was the, the reality of yeah. it. Yeah. And um, uh, Corey said, hey, um, I think we can do this if, if I quit my job and dedicate 100% of my time to Overland Bound. So she did two years before I did. Oh, wow. Um, and so she really helped Overland Bound in the early days, and she's she's still my my number one business partner. Yeah, and she just has a perspective that I don't have, and she, yeah. she's a great partner. You guys to seem have. to balance each other out a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's funny is you know I tell people like we 
so we we work from home. Overland Bound HQ is home, and we're business partners, and we're married. Right. <laughs> and if, and it, it if it wasn't gonna work, it wasn't right. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it works. So. So yeah. Yeah, you would have found that out real quick. <laughs> right. Right. No. So she's a great partner to have, and that's she definitely awesome. sets me straight when I need to be set straight. Yeah. That's that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So really, so real, another thing to remind people, like you guys yeah. also have something really cool that you fostered, which is the core values. Yeah. Um, of Overland Bound, which I think is yeah. also what helps build a community uh, that everyone kind of um, well, starts off on the same page, right? We all kind of understand what we're getting into and. And all yeah, that kind of thing. It, it, it the the uh, our founding principles are um, simple but deep if you read them. Yeah. And we really tried to cover the basics to create the um, the 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 supportive community that we have now, and and we actually bird dog that um, quite aggressively. Yeah. Um, we we make sure you know we treat our forums and any of our online communities as our living room. And, and so, you know, if you'd come into my house and have a conversation, um, then it's probably okay in our community. Right. Um, so we just, you know, we, we, we make sure that people understand the founding principles. That's what that badge stands for. If you see it, then that person has also read the founding principles and support it. Yep. And it's all about being decent humans, um, yeah. about supporting one, en one another, not trying to make ourselves, you know, look good by tearing other people down sure, there's, there's exactly. no honor in that you know and there's so, those assholes out there too we've, yeah this is this is like, yeah. let's be real this yeah. is this is real life right? Right. <laughs> so you know that is that is true but for our community we really try and create the environment where we support each other and you know you guys are a part of the community and yeah. you are a huge part of doing that and like you mentioned um earlier uh, it, it really is the community that is the strength of Overland Bound. It's yeah. not Corey. Corey and I, we hustle our butts off to support the community. Right. Because the community is really what's, you know, the magic of Overland Bound and what right. Overland Bound really is. You know? Well, it's like you guys are the spark, the community is the oxygen, and that's, that's right. how the fire yeah. is going. You yeah, guys provide that's right. The, it's yeah, a good way exactly. to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, the, the, the reality is, too, is, is any community, right, You it's not for everybody. Yeah. Right, they, everybody has their flavor and things like that, and that yeah. was one of the things that I heard Corey um, early on when I first joined Overland Bound, and I remember there was a an argument, so to speak, like forums often do. Right, someone has a yeah. real strong opinion on something, and it's an it's a forum, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got his side and her side or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I remember Corey said something really that kind of resonated with me, and she's like, "Look, man, it's all about finding your tribe. Yeah, like this this may not be your tribe, and that's totally okay. Right. Yeah. But, but but you owe it to yourself to find your tribe." And find where what resonates with you, right? And, that, and that's what's really going to matter. Yeah, which is really cool. Like that was like that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, and with our, you know, with the founding principles, it's very much we 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 very strongly believe, you know, know what you stand for and stand for something, right? Or fall for anything. Yeah, sure. Right? Don't totally. be don't be um, you know, know where you stand. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, yeah. and and we know where we stand, and and that's where we're gonna that's what we're gonna continue to support. That's awesome. You know, yeah. what I what I found is that a lot of people within the community, not a lot, okay? There's there's a select few that are very elitist. They're very elitist and they feel like the community is their community and they don't realize it's there that, for their benefit, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it belongs to them almost, right. right? And it's like, well, yeah, it belongs to all of us. And the people that come in and aren't genuine, they'll weed themselves out. Like, yeah, they really do. They won't have a, like, you might have a year where you're like, fuck, I'm seeing all these idiots <laughs> on the trail and then they're tearing stuff up and they're just, but they'll eventually go away. We've seen them already go away. We've but, seen right. groups of them already go yeah. away. So 
I don't know. I, I feel like we should support each other and educate each other. So even if our, you know, the number went from, we'll just say 10 to 20, at least now the extra 10 that just joined are well-versed on the proper etiquette, on the proper yep. way of, you know, treating the environment. They're not taking, they're actually giving back. Right. Yep. There's an opportunity there. Absolutely. And when we, when we hate on each other, we want to turn our backs on new people coming in. All we're doing is allowing them to do whatever they want without being the, the enabler of them learning the information, which kind of like Overline Bound does. It creates yeah. a community where yeah. people can become educated and understand like, this is the, these are the rules of the road. These are the etiquettes of the trail. That's, like, that's actually a really good point. And that's, that's something that I think is one of the reasons I've stuck with Overland Bound for so long. And what really resonated with me was the education piece and the, and accepting of new people. Yep. Cause I was a new person once, right? We all were, yep. right? We're all yep. new to this at some point. And, um, it reminds me of a conversation, which I don't know if you guys remember this a couple of years ago, there was an article in a well-read website, um, where a guy had a, an editorial piece about how Instagram is ruining um, all these places, yeah. right? Yeah. And the, this generation, all they want to do is for the gram and they're ruining all, it happens. It's one of those like cyclical conversations that just comes around every six months, right? It kind of yeah. right. makes a big splash. Or and, in, and in every community, right? And right? Every not community. just not overlanding. Just, exactly, yeah. not yeah. just this one. Yeah. And I said, you know, the real key here is the real the real key and problem is not Instagram and it's not that they're one of these places. These are national parks. They're meant to be seen by everyone. Right. Yep. I go the real the real message that we're all missing here for the ones that hate it is is education. I go when so, these yep. people are adventuring out there and you meet them, don't look down on them, don't push them aside and and and, and hate on them. I go bring them in, yeah. talk to them, tell them what they're doing wrong, show yep. them how to do it better, right? And, then, and inform them. And I go the next time around they're going to do better. They're they're not doing it out of spite. They're doing it out of ignorance. Yep. Right. And so maybe and if you teach them and, and kind of like bring yeah. them into the fold the community will be that much stronger and that much better going forward versus you just push them away and say, oh, this guy's an idiot or these people are, are trashing yeah. places, right? Well, it's I mean, you bring you guys are both bringing up a really good point about just the lifestyle and the expansion of the lifestyle and what what um, um, what needs to be done as it as it grows. Right. Um, it's um, Education is the key to long-term sustainability. hundred percent, right? right? With, That's with a, a lot of things, with everything. With <laughs> everything, yeah. the thing you can't, the thing you can't get around um, is that, you know, I, I, for example, now I've lived in the San Francisco Bay Area more than twenty years, and I can remember just twenty years ago how much traffic was on the road. Yeah, there's more than twice as many people on the planet as there was in. 1960 right more wow. than twice right. as many when everything was built first right yeah. yeah and so and and so the education is the key to long-term sustainability you can't keep people away you can't keep your private places private right. you would like to and and you don't need to give people a roadmap necessarily but because of just population growth yeah we have to educate. eventually someone's going to find it we other than have you. to educate yeah, yeah that is that is really the key um a lot of folks don't know that the the national forest service and the national park service they actually have a policy of talking to people that they run into on the trail so yeah they they are supposed to, if they run into somebody from the general public on the right. trail they're supposed to say hi this I'm I'm this person. Yep. This is what I'm doing out here yeah. to help kind of spread the word That's, about yeah. what they're what they're doing. I know and that. That's pretty cool. Education really is is the is the key to protecting our public places. And, yeah. And and you know, Ali, as you mentioned, it's like there's always going to be those folks out there. What 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 we found, and I'm sure what you found, is that most people 
want to do the right thing. Totally. They may not know what the right thing is, but they want to do the right thing. Right. That's, that's 90% of, of the people out there. The other 10% are a, um, are a concern for law enforcement, honestly. Right. Yeah. right there, there are folks that don't want to do the right thing. Well, right. we don't have to worry that's about not, that. The police have to worry about sure. that. Yeah. That's not, that's not that's my call. Not our job. It's not my call. <laughs> not, not my job. Above my pay grade. <laughs> right. right. That's a whole other. We, you, we don't have to worry about those folks because yeah, we, you know, totally. But, but it goes, it goes, it goes back to those guys. They're like, I don't want these guys here, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna it make does. it as hard as possible for them to want to be part of this community. Right. And it's like all you're really Doesn't doing is anybody. a alienating yourself, and b you're creating a stronger community of the one that you're opposing. Right. Yeah. And we're all in both ways. Yeah, the more we're you resist, the more I mean, we'll we're persist. All, yeah. We're yeah. all in the same community. I mean, exactly. Yeah. When I when I started, I had the benefit of a already having a lot of experience, like going camping with the family and doing the you know everything loaded in the back seat style camping, no overlanding stuff, right? And then when I got my Jeep and I built out out, I had a lot of people originally like, "Oh, dude, you're going from zero to 100." I'm like, "Yeah," but suddenly I had like Brad and Marco take me under their wing yep. and be like, "Hey, come out with us," and it's like. Now I'm like hanging with people that already have all the rules and already know exactly like what the etiquette is and, and just kind of like, you know, learning from them and being part of that and, and coming to terms with like, wow, this is the way it should be. You know, this is the way th I like this, you know, yeah. for me, it made sense. Yeah. And, well, and I was brand new and I was one of those guys that d these other guys, sorry, but they don't want, they don't want me out there. Right. But now I've gone to a point where I'm now educating other people. Right. We're yep. doing this podcast. We're connecting within the community. We're creating opportunities for people to meet up and get inspired and get educated and be together. It's like I was just another dude. And that was actually Everyone one start of the, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. actually one of the motivations for starting this podcast was that a year and a you know, year and a half ago, a year ago, we were two guys that wanted to just tell our story and share the development with people as it happened. Like yeah, we're right? noobs and yeah. like, we're I, like, look, not, man, we're, not even you, you were actually in it way longer than yeah. I have, but it's like still like, I'm learning as I go. Exactly, yep. come on this journey with us and like help, we're gonna figure out gear. One of our, you know, one of our most successful episodes I think is this is the sleeping episode where we talk about, you know, getting our sleeping set up just right, <laughs> right. you know, and it's, but that kind of stuff is the things that you figure out. And I think that's, part of the journey right is like figuring out what works for you what doesn't what do you really like what do you not like you decide that's not for me i don't want to ever do that again it's different for everyone <laughs> it totally too. is i mean you yeah. just look around here everybody has their style nothing's yep. right or wrong exactly. as long as you're safe and right and responsible everyone's got their different right you know, their different so speaking of setups and styles yeah. let's say that's a good segue let's talk about zero zero Right? Okay. And, okay. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And you've had quite the journey with that over the past couple of months. That's yeah. <laughs> that one's been on. That one's got a second life. Almost got a new heart. Huh? Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> so the, rebuild. Yeah. The, the, you know, uh, uh, back in the day when I was looking at um, uh, getting a vehicle, I, I distilled it down to a Disco Two and the eighty series. Yeah. And um, I just looked at the true cost of ownership for the eighty series, and it just had a better track record in terms of reliability. So I ended up with the 80 series. I got it, you know, I mean, at the time I, I got it with 90,000 miles on it. So it was basically, basically new, that was in 2010. 
And uh, which you know, is funny that you can say that. <laughs> it's basically I new at ninety thousand. I know. Well, you know, for that, it's for just that finishing the break-in vehicle. period. Yeah, at 90, you know, it's really worn in at that point. It's really performing well. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it's uh, you know, it, it has the locking front and rear differential, solid axle, just a really capable vehicle. Yeah. So we drove the heck out of it for a number of years, and um, finally last year. Uh, it, it was absolutely reliable until it catastrophically failed. Until it wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah until it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it said, I'm done. I, I, I quit. Yeah, I quit. Like, Thank you very you. much. It's been, you. it's been You're fun. You're kind of cool. It's I'm been out. fun. I'm taking my union break right now. Yeah, exactly. So blew the head gasket, hydrolocked it, bent oh, rods, oh, all kinds man. of things. Bent rods. Wow. It really went for gold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Had a friend, Jesse. Thank you very much, Jesse. Um, FJ uh, Cruiser life yeah and uh he's a he's a toyota master tech and said hey if you ever if anything ever i i know where there are you know four brand new blocks in the united states wow ended up putting a brand new they come with a treasure map yeah yeah, (laughs) no totally absolutely (laughs) well this thing this thing said it gosh i could talk about this forever i I should distill this down but anyway this 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 block arrived in the factory or, or arrived in the warehouse in oregon on in 2001 and it had sat there, uh, you know, since 2001. Wow. When we got it, we pulled it off the off the uh, off the crate, opened it up. It was a thing of beauty. It was glorious, um, brand new, shining. So we put that. We put the new heart in, in it. Um, we changed all the components on the engine. You know, all the hoses. Uh, I've just recently gone through, changed some suspension bushings, replaced the replaced the exhaust. So it's at a really good spot right now. Bombing down here, yeah. Um, it just did. It just did great. Uh, so yeah, we're feeling we're feeling you got really some fresh good. power and some new yeah. life in that thing. Yeah. You know, I, I what what I tell people the most surprising thing for me with the new engine was its performance all the way through the RPM oh, range. You so know, you don't, like, you don't <clears throat> notice the the the. the the gaps in the power band. Uh, uh, the gaps in the power band and the vibrations throughout the dashboard. Oh, <laughs> you know, like before above thirty five hundred RPMs, it was so like it was like, oh man, we're doing something. We're launching the space shuttle, you know. Or, anyway, she's breaking um, up, Captain. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just great, just you know. So anyway, we're real happy with it right now. We're getting yeah. we're gonna put a drawer system in. It's the first mod to the interior that we've ever done. Oh wow. Yeah, it's bone stock. Now. I forgot about that. You all, yeah. the only thing you have back there that's semi permanent is the fridge. Yeah, and it's right? not even really permanent. We, yeah. we pull that right out. Um, yeah. We're going to go with a smaller fridge. But yeah, this is the first. I mean, other than the, the armor that you see on the outside and the lift, it is really close to a stock vehicle. We've worked on it very slowly um, since uh, since 2010, kind of yeah. iterating on the the, out, the exterior. But, but now we're going to do a door system. That's yeah. the first interior model. I could be does. wrong, but I feel like... The, the, I feel like that's the key to longevity with a lot of these vehicles. Yeah. Is the more you can keep the kind of the, the guts stock. Yeah. Right? The the longer the more mileage, the longer you're gonna get out of this thing. Yeah. Right? Like yep. I feel like Toyota, a lot of these brands, even Jeep and uh, Land Rover, like they feel they did a good job kind of fleshing out these things working together. Yeah. Right? And kind of yeah. how they should all kind yeah, of mingle. No, totally. Yeah. And so the more you start kind of pulling things apart and swapping out for fancy, newfangled, whatever, <laughs> shinies, well, like the more yeah. you're kind of opening yourself up to 
Well, honestly, like the, that was the choice. Everybody said, oh, LS swap, you know, yeah, you, right. you, you blew yeah. up the engine, uh, put a diesel now in it. Now is the time to put a diesel in Go to this GoFundMe link and yeah. we will get our right, swap. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, thank you for yeah. your support. Uh, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> no, honestly, I know, I know what I have and I've driven it, you know, everywhere. And, yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of a lot of value a lot of value in knowing your engine and knowing your drivetrain so for me the choice was just to stay with what i had yeah. and yeah. you know keep Old faithful it. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah you know frank i love that you said that because i just had that conversation <laughs> where you know i look at i look at kate yeah. and i'm like man i didn't like everything's almost everything's been touched from like the clutch that's true like yeah and you know all she's missing is that hemi or you know the ls yeah um but the reality is is i look back a year and two almost two years ago right at lake powell where i'm camped out on the side of lake powell in a stock rubicon and i think i had hood latches or something and a trasheroo and like uh-huh. i'm like she was fully capable <laughs> she was fully reliable quiet as hell right like, under warranty <laughs> you know under warranty. <laughs> under warranty i'm like Man, I'm kind of pining what for those. Did those, those yeah, <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, what did I do? What have I got myself into? And I, I'm super thankful for everyone that came on board and like yep. you know built the amazing vehicle she is now. Yeah. But you getting into it for a while, you realize once you do all that, now it's a lot of maintenance. It it's is a lot yeah. of harder maintenance. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of parts that are like more difficult to like pull off to go get serviced. Yeah. Totally. As opposed to like. I'm going to drop it off at the dealership. I'll come back and get yeah. it two days from now. Totally. You know? you, you'll totally. go through that arc, though, too, even with, with your vehicle that is so highly modded. You'll go through this arc over the next, you know, quite a few months and get to a point where you're like, no, I know this rig now. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know yeah. this thing. And, and, I, and, and I am there. Yeah. Like, I know, like, I feel fully confident I mean, we've, now. We've when taken we go to it EJS. apart and put it back together twice, basically, <laughs> in the last you two know, months. You know I know it better than I know it better than most other people know a friend's vehicle. Like, right. even me, right. like. Or their own vehicle. Yeah, their own vehicle. Like, yeah, like yeah, we even pulled out the supercharger. Yeah, like yeah. I've been, we've been there, like you know, neck deep in you know in the engine bay, like wedging and move, moving stuff over. <laughs> but yeah. it's but it's a it's a whole different way of ownership. It and is. It's not for everybody. And like, if anything's a barrier to entry, it's like, let that be it. Like, it is. And that know. was that's that's actually a really good point because that's exactly why on the FJ, um, I haven't done a lot of mods under the hood, is because. Um, I don't have the luxury of being able to work in the vehicle where I live. It's highly restricted. Like, they will lose their S if I try and work. If I even roll out a jack out of my garage, they flip out. So that's not going to happen. I can't even wash my car. Dude, the only way, the only reason why I get away with it is I'm, like, the cul-de-sac mechanic. Right. Like, everybody, like, knocks on my door. Yeah, they they want you to say You put how many quarts of oil in your engine bay? All right, we're going to drain that right now. We're going to redo it. Like, you know. (laughs) Okay, so that wasn't the oil tank you just filled. (laughs) That was was the oil pan. (laughs) Don't hit the windshield wipers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, but, yeah, no, you're right. Like, you... You have a different situation. I have a different situation, yep. and yep. that's a key point. Is that look, you know, it's it's great to get inspiration from other rigs and other yep. people, and that's why we do a lot of this, right? Is to yeah. help you kind of get ideas and inspire you. But you have to qualify all that against what's your capability and what do you want to do. What right. do you want to do is like yeah. that should be the biggest question. Exactly. In your mind. Yeah. What do absolutely. You do? Right. You know, what's realistic? Build for, build for that. There, everything is trade offs. Yeah. So really coming to terms, like you said, coming to terms with that fundamental question. Right. Um, will help you refine your build will probably help you save some money too. 100 percent right? because you won't go down the yes. wrong road yeah. you won't you won't make a mistake you and know have what to redo. the biggest money saver for me has been over this whole experience 
is is going slow. Yep. Uh, there's very few things on the FJ mm. that um, I have removed and replaced for yep. something else. And I think that the 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 purchasing mistakes that people make in the beginning, yep. oh my gosh, are they expensive? Oh, they are. Because you, yeah. whatever you paid for it, you're probably going to get half at best when you try and unload it, even yep. if you only even had if it for you a week. Just bought it. Yeah, yeah, even if you only had it for a week, right? Yeah. And so. Like and that's that's expensive stuff. Yeah. And for me, I drove the heck out of the FJ before I bought a suspension, before I bought anything. So yep. when I made that purchase, I 100% knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Build it as you go. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to be place, replacing a bunch of stuff all at once. If yeah. something doesn't work out, you're just kind of iterating exactly. on that one. Exactly. Because that's a costly yeah. mistake. Yep. Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, the the thought of introducing new new gear to my kit gives me heartburn. <laughs> it really does. Because like, you have everything oh, dialed. You know, I'm like, oh, I just, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to try that. You know, I and also I break gear. I I break it. I, you know, I don't like cumbersome gear. I, it, you know, and I, anyway. Well, yeah, just speaking be of gear careful. and being out. Yeah. What? Let Let's get into like you know you guys do a lot of trips. Yeah. A lot of so trips. Yeah. What is one of the more memorable? trips that you've been on and yeah. maybe we can talk about that a little sure. bit. Sure. I, you know, I really enjoyed our most recent trip to Baja. We did 17 days. We drove from, oh, wow. uh, yeah, we drove from San Francisco all the way down to Cabo San Lucas. Um, wow. For anybody thinking about making that trip, 17 days sounds like a long time. It's hard to get off work to do a trip like that. Sure. It takes a, a certain amount of planning. Um, but 17 days really wasn't a lot of time to get, you know, from you know the bay area to cabo I mean, it and probably back. took you what good four days just to get there yeah right? and and more so yeah right and and i think the so a really memorable and great trip we we were we were with some great folks some great friends and um oh was that the one where you had the crazy hair Oh, right. I probably always had, have crazy and, hair, And Corey right? was like, making fun of you because you, you needed the shower, the shower wipe, hair. right? She yeah, was like, always crazy hair. She was like, you, gotta, you, gotta, you need to clean up now. <laughs> yep, probably. I remember that clip yeah. now. I do yep. remember that. That was pretty awesome. Um, you know, what I would tell people thinking about uh, making that trip is, or any long trip, is to try and give yourselves uh, a couple of days at, at a stop plan that into like your trip enjoy don't be moving every single yeah. day like three days in a row moving every single day cool yeah um it, as long as you're keeping your setup time and take down time between in the five and ten minute range fine move every day yeah um but give yourself some time to sit on a beach for a couple of days and not have to worry just about enjoy just take it in yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. i don't I mean, think i've so, had a lot of those trips personally. no me neither yeah. i think you're right we overnight to, and yeah. Go. yeah overnight and go yeah, yeah. well we do a point. lot of that too right i mean that's one of the, the that's one of the main planning um factors of our gear and our kit is is how do we set up quickly and take down quickly mm. because we really do generally tend yeah. to be on the move every day but try and give yourself some time to, to relax at a for spot. a trip that long yeah. it definitely makes sense to like yeah. to really take it in you're yeah. probably not going to get that way for a long time yep. again yeah right and and yeah you definitely take advantage yep. of the fact that you're heading deep into mexico and you're gonna yeah. see spots you probably never see again i mean the reality no. of it is like overlanding is basically moving like trying to get right. from point <laughs> yep. a to point b <laughs> yep. and having to spend nights on your way to one to place a destination yeah so i mean it is kind of par for the course for like that lifestyle but you know, the more I even get into it, I'm like, man, I want to go spend some time with the kids on sure. the beach myself yeah. or yeah. like go out to like, you know, do Big Sur and go spend a couple of days in Big Sur, you know, and enjoy the right. beach and enjoy yeah. that. I mean, honestly, that gave us the chance to do things um, that gave us the chance to do things like, uh, you know, 
uh, our friends had an inflatable kayak. Go ahead and take the kayak out. Go and go spearfishing and bring back oh, fish cool. so that we can make ceviche. Yeah. You know, you can do things like that if you're not constantly right. on the move. You can yep. take out more gear and take out more kit. Yeah, it's true. Uh, during that trip, we, uh, you know, I kind of made a point of it. I'm a little bit of a contrarian. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I get it from my dad probably. But I made a point of not having any kind of cooler or refrigeration on the trip oh, you know wow, because really? everybody you know everybody wants a everyone wants a fridge don't get me wrong they're super nice and i've got one in the back of the 80 right yeah. now but you know when i my first trip in in baja i didn't have you know hardly any gear we had no refrigeration and we didn't have food that required refrigeration if you have medicine that requires refrigeration well you don't have that option right right it's a some must. people need yeah. to have refrigeration it's a must. yeah but just as a just going on a lengthy trip, you don't have to have a refrigerator. Right. It's really nice, um, but you don't have to do it. And, sure. And I mean, so we, we did um, what was it seven days um, for Overland Expo, right? We did yeah. the four days before and then that three was, days. That was, yeah, that was a dirty trip. Yeah, yeah. And, but I did that with a with a cooler. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I had yeah. ice. I didn't run out. It was great. Yep. I mean, I didn't I didn't have a fridge. I think I was the only one that didn't have a fridge. You know, yep. the thing for me with coolers now that I've had a fridge, it's yeah. like. Now I don't have things swimming in water. That's or, true. You know, that is a benefit to the fridge. Well, for sure. the oh, do, uh, the oh, moment is when you realize you don't have to carry ice, so you actually have more storage yeah. in right. the same exactly. amount of right. space. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Because that's definitely, like, that's yeah. that's kind of the that's kind of the caveat to the to the cooler is you need thirty percent of the space that you have for ice, or the whole thing doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you have yeah. to have enough ice to keep that cycle going of keeping it cold. Correct. Or yeah. Right. Which is at least thirty percent. That's a lot of space in a cooler. Yeah. You know, when you think about no, it, you're, you're giving up a lot for absolutely. ice. <laughs> just ice. Now, ask me if I'm going to have a cooler in in, uh, in my new drawer, drawer system. Are you? Oh, are you yes. You're building yeah. one out? <laughs> you know, so don't get me wrong. Super nice. But, but yes, we're going to have a drawer. We, we're going to have the... Uh, this is a whole other conversation, but we're going to go with the Dometic drawer fridge that is low. It's a, it's a, I think Brad had oh, it. Oh, the drawer. Is that what he yeah. has in his it's, setup? Yeah, with, I think he's got something Marco? different now, but it's a, it's a pullout drawer. Yep. It's he's a, got it it's in smaller, the JKU. The JK, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, we're going to go with that. So the, the sleeping platform can go all the way across nice. the rig. Oh, cool. You know, whereas with a larger cool, uh, cooler refrigerator, right. you So that is one that. thing that'll reduce your setup time yeah. is actually having a sleeping platform that you yeah. just sleep oh, on yeah. versus a tent that you pop open, yep. take the cover off, then have yep. the cover back on. And yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. We'll still ground tent, but we'll look. The, the goal is to look a little less like a yard sale <laughs> when we camp. <laughs> right, you <know>? exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the goal. We'll have, we'll have storage Wait, drawers. You guys don't put little, little price dots on everything? <laughs> yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna start doing that when I camp. I'm just gonna randomly put little price dots on stuff. Like all your stuff. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> Twenty-five bucks for that table. I'll take it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, that's a great way to set to, to to break down camp. Let other people take it for you. Yeah, I, I did my little solo trip. Like, I don't know. It was like whatever it was, like six months ago or yeah. five months ago. Uh, my little soul searching trip. Yeah, that was a that was a cool trip. It was yeah. a cool trip, but yeah, I mean, I was setting up. It took me like forty minutes to get everything out. The next yeah. morning, yeah. you know, that's yeah. it does give me some thought. I was like, man, how do I, how do goal, I like take this down a little bit? I just like just to throw a goal out there. It's like five to ten minutes. Wow. If you're moving every day, five to ten minutes, you know, and, and try and get it down to that. So I'll be sleeping in my about. driver's seat. Yeah, with a, yeah. With a just pull the emergency <laughs> brake, turn off the engine. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you when we stopped that. <laughs> Dude, I was I was ready to go to bed, man. 
So you you probably haven't heard this episode yet. The Death Valley trip. The Death Valley trip. Yeah. But there was a part where <laughs> we made the dumb decision um, for the sake of our families to drive back like at 11 o'clock at night from Death Valley. Okay. <laughs> in hindsight, it was super dumb. Um, but we were like, <laughs> we'll be home at three in the morning or, you know, we'll go to bed. We'll be home all day Sunday for our families. Yeah. Um, that's not at all what happened, first of all. And then we were getting tired driving back because, I mean, it's pitch dark. You see nothing. Yep. So it's pitch dark. We're starting to get fatigued and, you know, starting to get kind of woozy. And so we find this spot to pull over. And <laughs> I pull up right behind Ollie. And, like, I mean, like, I'm right on his bumper. Like, I pull up yep. because I go, you know, we're going to we're gonna crash out. So I can't see anything but the back of Kate. And so he sees this sketchy car pull up in front of us. Like out of nowhere, we're in the middle of nowhere. There is no reason another car should <laughs> be there. Any car, any yeah, car, exactly. is a sketchy car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in the of no place. And then, and then in the middle of nowhere, perfect timing. We Some park. All of a sudden, these headlights come on. Sketchy car comes uh, up, and we're just like. Long well, story is, short, we had been parked for what? Like, like not even ten seconds. Ten. Frank was already in his like pajamas, yeah. like in the driver's seat, like knocking out. He gets on the radio. He's like, "It's a really sketchy car," and I'm oh, like, a "Sketchy I'm, car, I'm out." Yeah, I I'm out. You'd be right behind me. No, I'm already did, like I'm 10 already minutes. reclined, seatbelts off, engines off. I'm like already kind of starting to turn over in my seat to take a nap. And I look up when I hear the radio kind of crackle. I look up, Ollie's driving away, and I'm like, "What's happening?" Oh my <laughs> god, like, where are you at? Where yeah, are you at? Like, where are you at? I was like, "Dude, I'm catching Z's already." My setup time is 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Pro yeah. tip, pro tip for folks: If you find yourselves in a, a situation where you have to, where you have to drive and you're tired at night, yeah, chewing on a little bit of ice. Oh, yeah. really? Just get a big old cup of ice. Yep. As long as you're chewing on the ice, you'll stay it. frosty. Yeah, yep. ice, sunflower seeds. I've sunflower heard, seeds. Yeah, yeah we talked about yeah. that. There's yeah. a, there's a, I think there's a mechanism, like a, just yeah. a human body mechanism. If you're eating or something, your brain kind of stays yeah. active. So, no, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. But yeah, that was uh, that was God, what a night, time. man. What what a night. So that's a record. I think I think the ten second record. That's <laughs> that's a record, Frank. That's good. <laughs> oh man, we were so tired too. It was just like we did not want to get <laughs> sleepy. Sleeps. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> Ali said sleep. Done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so let's let's like segue a little bit to back to Overland Bound. Sure. Um, your membership now is kind of. Yeah, you're yeah. up there, man. Where are you at now? 20-something? Yeah, uh, we're at 23 or something Holy like that. Wow. I think 23,000. And I, yeah. I got on at like 13. Yeah. That's what I got yeah. on. And I, yeah. thought, I was like, I thought I was way late in yeah. the Yeah, I got on at 40, 4,200. Yeah. And same thing. I thought I was late to the party. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny. You know, it's, it's, it, when Overland Bound members get together, it's funny. Everyone's like, you know, hey, a member is a member. It doesn't yeah. matter what your sure. number is. But but what's your number? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> but what's your number? <laughs> yeah, so we're super we're super pleased with that. I mean, again, the larger the community gets, the more that, that there's support out there right. for other folks who need the support or need the help. So we're very excited about that. Um, we are on a kind of a mission to have people have that connection with the great outdoors, know that it's a, a possibility for them, you know, just a healthier, happier life. And our other mission is to um, uh, give people an excuse to get away from work because when another overland bound <laughs> member says hey i'm stuck i i, I broke an axle or right, popped a right. tire and they put the word out there 
you're at work, hey, you got to go help. I got to go. You got a member in need. I got <laughs> to go. go. Sorry, boss. Sorry. I'm out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's universally known that all bosses know what Overland Bound is and yeah. will give you time off. That's right. To address that That's issue. That's right. Hey, we understand. We understand. You're good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're very excited about the, the community yeah. and, and how it's growing. And then not too long ago, you guys started expanding into like kind of more chapter style, right? Like, yeah. So um, it, there's a need for local support. You, you mentioned earlier, Ali, um, I think, um, or maybe you did, Frank, but um, just the fact that, you know, Corey and I can work very hard in the background to support our members, but we can't support our members regionally. Mm -hmm. We can't be everywhere um, right. and we don't expect to be. So we have uh, regional directors uh, around the United States in, in Queensland, Australia, um, expanding nice. through Victoria, Australia, um, in, in Europe, mid-Europe and uh, the UK. So we have uh, regional directors that understand the regional location and can, right. and can you know, provide that, that support and of course, you know, they, they live and breathe overland bound and, and sort of what we stand for. So I mean, yeah. it's, been it's really just necessary for the membership. Yeah, I mean, I could speak yeah. for Frank, but it's been really cool to be able to represent you guys when we do our meetups. You guys do yeah. such a great job, too. I mean, you know, I mean, we've, we've done a couple of live, you know, shares on, on Instagram. Yeah. And I've, I've seen how you, you, you guys run your events and it's just, it, it, it absolutely embodies overland bound. It's very supportive and it, it, it's, it's uh, thrilling. It's yeah. awesome. Well, you it goes back to, job. it goes back to going slow right like yeah. it's, 100%. All, it's all been yeah. like hey let's just grow real slow i mean kind of yep. organic maybe throw a little yep. gasoline every once in a while on it you yeah. know but mostly organic like how long did it take us to get san diego like san diego's coming in two weeks now uh -huh. and it took us a while it took us a while yeah. we talked about san diego probably about eight months ago yeah about, almost a year yeah we almost like, a year hey, yeah we should go to san diego we should do san because a lot of people come up we're coming up to orange county from san diego yep. and they were like you guys should do something in san diego and we we're like yeah I totally agree with you yep it's just a matter of of, of doing it right uh-huh you know and doing it so it's like you said earlier right uh sustainable yeah right? because that's the the most disruptive thing to any community is is the lack of stability yep right and so it just needs to be somewhere where we can build a long-term partnership and have the reliable location reliable time yeah and i think at the time of this episode we just had san diego yeah happen, exactly right? yeah yeah and it's the 21st. It, yeah, was like, great, uh, the yeah. <laughs> it was great, by the way. Yeah, it was great, by the way. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, Dead Man Off-Road, yep. on board, uh, yeah. Rhino Adventure Gear, cool. also is allowing us the use of their parking the lot. The use of their location, um, yeah. Her, I hear there's a really nice brewery next door, so yep. I'm looking forward to that after the after the event. And then uh, and then Off the Grid came yep. on, too, uh, to, to give support, and we're going to do a custom... Which uh, is great because they're both two local companies in San Diego, yeah. which is which is supporting the community, supporting the community, yep. which is which was our thing. It's like, look, we know that you guys want to come on board, but our whole thing and not to get too much in the weeds here, but it's like it's not it's not a marketing event. Right. Yeah. So your your goal. Yeah, no here, easy ups. Yeah. No flags. Yeah. Like, your yeah. goal here is to support the community. Yeah. Right. And that's what we want to do is, is give you guys the opportunity to give back to the community you're serving. Yeah. Right. And so they were all on board with it. They're super stoked about it. Yep. And I think that's that's what people really appreciate is that they're the brands that that they rely on are also helping them maintain, you know, like Corva and all these other you know organizations right. that are they're involved with. Right. They're not just take take. Right? right. They're giving a lot of it back. They're making sure that there's a livelihood maintained and that our pastime is preserved. Right, so that's They're, really cool. They create a they create a real uh, sustainable ecosystem exactly. within the the brand business community ecosystem. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and 
it actually takes, I, I think it takes some suppliers and, and companies uh, a while to understand that give and take. And so yeah. when you find partners that do understand yeah. that, it's awesome. Yes, it's, it's a know, very they're intangible right in there. They're value. on the trail with you. Totally. You know, they're, they're out there doing it. And yeah, Case in point really is good. Dead Man, right? Yeah. We, went, yeah. we, did, we did Death Valley and wow, what a trip. For those we of you that listen, that was such a great time. That was such a great time. But yeah, same thing, right? Same values, yeah. right? You know, everything from, from the community to tread lightly all the way on down, right? Like, we, there's a lot of parallels there, and that's, yeah. that's, yep. that's an awesome thing. And the thing, and the thing too, is, is you got a couple dudes from Orange County, so we're not going to go kick open the door of San Diego and act like right. we belong there. Well, yeah. let's yeah. be honest. I belong there. I, I grew up in San Diego, <laughs> okay, so well, I have some so cred. You, you live in Orange County now. Um, so I think it was important for us to find the right partner yeah. who was Absolutely. entrenched and part of that community Absolutely. for it to make sense for us to want to branch out. And then like same thing that we're doing for like Northern California uh, in the near future is, you know, we've connected with some really good friends of ours uh, to make that happen. But it doesn't make sense for us to just want to set something up and then have people come out and like step away from it. We need it to be like part of the greater family. So, you know, for San Diego, Dead Man's, they're homies, they're friends, you know, like we're we're tight with them and we're good. So Sam and Daniel and uh, Bryant, like they're gonna, they're gonna do a great job with Rhino Venture Gear and like um, Josh with the off the grid and like support that community. So we could walk away later you know, and make, and we know that it's going well. Yeah, so they support it from an on-the-ground kind of tactical perspective, and then obviously Overland Bound bringing in that community yep. and giving that community a place to, to once they get the local flavor, look, we're all going to go further out of our communities, right, and go into other communities and other areas of the country, yep. right. right? And so now you can start building that network and a lot of you guys know each other now. You've met face-to-face. You've yep. seen each other's rigs, right? You, you know who aligns with your goals or your style, of, of travel and adventure, yep. right? Yeah. And so that really kind of, it, it becomes this really kind of nice ecosystem that yeah. really, yeah, that's, well, that's I the saw, exciting part. I saw Matt walk by with his two kids. Yeah. And Matt, I when I first met up with you and it was still OC Rigs and Coffee, Yep. Um, I, I met Matt, just a cool dude, loved how, what he did with his Jeep, loved like his thought process on like things that he had added onto it or reasonings behind like different things he did. I mean, literally, it's it's his it's his influence that led to like what I now have, and that's what I think the strength and the power of these types of yeah, like, someone you just met at the local meetup, right? And yeah. you had a great conversation with, and you guys aligned. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the, that is the entire point right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's, yep. that's what it's about, and I think yep. that's what Overland Bound brings to the community as well. It's not that they're they're trying to like whore out all these trails or or bring like it into the mainstream. It's just. Give people an opportunity to ask the questions, get the answers, right. understand the principles behind what we do, understand like what's right, what's wrong. It's just a forum. It truly is a forum. Yeah. And, and then beyond the forum, you guys actually now have a software. Yeah, uh, so piece, in right? May, we're looking to get the first 1.0. Um, so it's really the community in people's hands. Yeah. And that's really important to us. Um, you know, and, and again, that goes back to supporting the community. What do we have to do to support the community that's right. really, really growing as and as it scales? And so really it's built on, um, just touching on it briefly, it's built on uh, three main pillars. Um, and, and that is the, the forums, information that you need, right. um, an event planner for off-grid travel. Um, so you can put together your events with your friends. And, and then the resource map, which is going to be resources that are, are important to people who overland. So I'll just mention one that people don't think about is like um, laundry. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, totally. you, know, way, you know, if you have Waze or you have, you know, Google Maps or They're whatever, not gonna tell maybe you, yeah. it doesn't focus on laundry. <laughs> you right? mean a but black trash bag? You mean a black trash bag? <laughs> a black right, trash bag right, that everything right. goes into? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> right. No, and, exactly. And God save exactly. whoever opens it two yeah. weeks from now. <laughs> so, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of, uh, of map resources for people that, right. you know, you can have. So th those are the three things. And then, of awesome. course, it is tied together seamlessly with the community. So it makes it a really unique app in that, you know, most utility apps you know, don't have that, that glue of the community, but you know, the, the app will just like, you know, just like our, yeah. our community is, you know, right now. So yeah, we're excited about that yeah, to get that out for that's our awesome. members. I yeah. mean, you guys are really going, going the extra mile to like yeah. give your community and your people support and make it easy for it's, them. Here's what we do, right? It's like, well, geez, what do we need to do? Uh, yeah, and we have, and we've had no, no small amount of stress um, about how to do it either. I mean, we, this has been years of like, oh my goodness, we're, we're growing really quickly. You know, maybe we have to have a bunch of events everywhere across the, the right. country. And then we're like, no, that's not sustainable. We can't have right. events everywhere across the country, except for our rally point events, which are community driven. Right. Um, what do we need to do? How can we support it? And yeah. so, you know, there's been a lot of thinking about what we need to do as an organization. And that's why we're developing that software is because that does scale. Yeah. Everybody awesome. can download that. Everybody can use it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what was I what was I going to say um, beyond? Man, I was. I had this like thing come into my head. I'm like, oh, this would be great to talk about. And then <laughs> you this it, beautiful talking point. It, it went away. You like my shirt? Justin. You're going to say you like my shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this, shirt is, yeah this is, uh, I think it comes from JCPenney. From JCPenney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does that exist anymore? It's very anymore? rugged. I don't think JCPenney <laughs> yeah, no. exists anymore. I think it does actually. Does it? Yes. <laughs> um, one thing though, I would say is like the one main thing that stood out to me in this entire conversation is yeah. where you started. And I think that goes a long way to like kind of like take a lot of the, you know, you get the jackasses out there who want to like talk shit or whatever. And yeah. it's like, dude, not too many of us have that story where we grew up by a river in like Humboldt yeah. County, like yeah. in the rural community with a population of 300, whatever. Yeah. Like you lived it. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense now to me because um, I never got that. Yeah. That little piece of information. Yeah. and. You know, not that I ever cared about like, you know, having you to validate yourself. But, yeah. you know, when you when you see people out there who like want to talk trash or whatever, it's like, dude, you if, if anybody was going to do it, I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Well, well thank you for that. I mean, it, it was the and, and it was the um, like I said, it was sort of that dark period in, of my life that made me realize what I was missing. Yeah. You know, but I think. But I think even if you didn't grow up that way, I mean, it really was a, a kind of a Huck Finn up, upbringing, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, even if you didn't grow up that way, I think that people need it, you know. And so, yeah, you no know, that's that's you know what we're trying to what we're trying to share. Cool, yeah. and I and I know what it was now, and yeah, it's it's a little commercial, but the yeah. fact that is we're we're at the Casey booth, and I know yeah. you've had a relationship with Casey yeah. for a little while. Yeah. So well, you want to just talk about that real quick? Sure, love their. Uh, so I I really love um, uh, Casey Lights. I also uh, you know because. I, I, you know, so let's see, I was born in 1970. And so I, I've been familiar with KC for a very right. long time. And um, so I, I have a certain amount of brand affinity with KC. It's, you know, and I'll mention BF Goodrich as well. It's like I've had their tires for decades oh, and no decades. Doubt. And, they, and cool. they have, and they've worked for me. I, I, 
you know, before the 80, um, you know, just for a really long time. And so I, I knew of KC for a long time. Um, and when I wanted to upgrade to, you know, a longer, a longer throw light, um, they had the Gravity Pro 6 series. And so, you know, I, I chose to go in that direction. And I also like, you know, what they, they contribute to the community. We were talking earlier about, you know, companies that get it and, and are out there on the trail with right. us and sharing back right, to the community right. in case he really does that. And so, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have their lights on, on the rig. No, and and, awesome. and let's, let's just talk about capabilities. I mean, they're awesome. I mean, really, for those... He's not getting paid for this, by the right. way. No, I'm, no, not, I'm not getting paid for this. But look, you, you know, we also touched base on, we also touched base on this earlier where um, things happen. And, and, you know, when you first get into adventure travel, um, you may not realize that, but you have to know that things do happen. And we've been in situations where we're on the top of a mountain and something tragic happens and we've got to, in the middle of the night, load up and bomb down the trail, yeah. which we do not recommend. We don't right. want you bombing down trails, but if it's a, if somebody's hurt, you gotta bomb down yeah. the trail, throw those lights on and you can see. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what they're for, is for really, you know, yeah, like totally. people say, hey, do you really need those lights? Well, I'll tell you what, if for whatever reason you have to move at a high rate of speed in the dark, you really do you need those really lights. You really want to see where you're yeah, going. Yeah, you do. You need <laughs> I don't team. really anyway. need a tourniquet, so, but I'm glad I have it if I yeah, ever need it. It's, a, it's yeah, another one of exactly. those things, right? Exactly. Another insurance you want it, pieces. You want it when you when you need to have it. Yeah. And so, no, I'm not getting paid for this. That's just a real world experience. Yeah. And, and, I, yeah. and I've used those lights and even Corey, like, again, she was like, I'm glad we had those lights. Yeah. Because it's a scary, it was a scary ride, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. So... That was a that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that was good. I'm right, glad we finally yeah. got to talk to you. No, you guys, I thanks really for inviting like me over here. I really much. appreciate. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. we yeah. could probably spend another two hours. We could. We could. I know. I, I, know. I, I, yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> you know, can we close it out real quick with one thing that I think people appreciate? Go and for it. Actually, said they like it. What's your favorite piece of kit, like gear that you have in the in the eighty? Um, or for your trips? Let's see. If we remove the if we remove the um, the the rig itself. Yeah. Right. Let's 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 take that okay. out of the picture, and and we talk about just the gear that we take with us. Okay. Um, I would say it is the gazelle, and that's a very genuine. Um, yes, we carry them. In that's the pop up tent, right? That's the that's the pop up tent. That's a ninety second setup. You can actually do it in less. Um, but that was another situation where Corey, you know, introduced this new kit, and so I had a little bit of heartburn. I was like, oh, a, <laughs> a new thing. But no, I mean, for the price point, it's like 200 and some odd dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's really um, uh, not that expensive. It's surprisingly affordable compared to the tents that it's are out there. Well, it's the affordable. Oz, like, there's the Oz tents, right? Right. Yeah. Like just the bougie. Great tents. Yeah. But again, Super I'll tell expensive. you, I, I, you know, I get, I get a little bit of anger when I got to deal with kit that is cumbersome. I yeah. just, I can't, I can't do it. And so the, the, so the Gazelle tent, it really does set up in, in 90 seconds and I haven't been able to, to break it. And it's as advertised. It's like, it's easy to set up. It's durable. It and holds so, up well to wind too, so doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really does. You have to use the guide wires and totally. wind. Yeah, right. but but yeah, it does. It it's does kind of similar well. to those shift yeah. pods. It is. It's kind of yeah. a similar design to shift pods. Yeah. 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 No, it is. It is really. It is. It, it's. It's a. It's a great piece of kit. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, yeah. I've been. You know, I have a. I have an eighty-inch tent on yeah. my on my Jeep, and I love it. It's a tri-layer. It keeps me warm. Yep. The whole family could sleep up there. Gets us off the ground. But, man, you're right. That whole. I mean. That kind of sits with me the whole five to ten minutes setup and breakdown. Yep. Like I'm not there. I, I yep. I'm thirty minutes. Or what so. you said, yep. like when we were out in uh, Mojave, 
you're like, we were talking about moving campsites, and you're like, no, dude, I just set up. I, it, yeah. it took me 40 minutes. I'm not moving. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not going to go wheeling at night, or yeah. we're not going to go anywhere. I'd, I'd have to pack all this up. But yeah, if I had my, if I had my like, you know, gazelle or ship, whatever, totally, it is, like strapped to the top, pull it off, set it up, put my table next to it, I'm out. You I can roll out if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're we do so insulation of the vehicle is really key. So if it's very cold, then sleeping inside the vehicle does make a huge difference. Sure, so yeah. we'll sleep inside the rig, but when but otherwise we're ground campers, we're yeah. ground tent campers, and we yeah. use that, we use that, and it's fast. Yeah. And it's fast to put away. And it's like, it's, you know, one thing people should get out, and I was guilty of it, is you get into the Overland, and I'm using air quotes, right? Overland <laughs> community. He did. He just yeah. did. You can't see it, but he just and, did. And it's like, I need a tent on top of my rig. Yeah. That's yeah. just the, that's the, yeah, it's the right of passage. That's what you need. Yeah. And I'm looking around me, and everyone's got a rooftop tent. Like, yep. And all these vehicles around me, except for the hatchet here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the hatchet and the FJ. Are the at least we two. have the awning from the hatchet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, now that I've been into it for a while, I'm like, I don't really need it. Yeah, you don't. I yeah. can still go adventure, pop open a tent on the ground, and go and go do other things. Go explore further. Yeah, it's a it's a personal choice. And you know, I I you know talking to some of the members in Australia, um, you know, I was I was saying, no man, I'm a ground camper, and that's what I prefer. I don't you know blah blah blah. And they were like, well, let me tell you, in Australia, everything on the ground wants to kill you. Yeah, Australia's that's a different ball why, game, right? That's <laughs> right? why you want to be exactly. lifted off the ground. So, Australia's so like, no, a different can, ball game. If I can get, if I can have a tent up off the ground, I'm yeah. gonna take it. Yeah. yeah. So it does. I mean, they even have needs. birds that try and kill you. God. Like, no, <laughs> oh yeah, we you were. Know, I, been, I forget I, what they call them because um, we were in Hawaii with for the triathlon, and one of our one of our like long time athletes is Australian. Yeah. And they have these black and white birds. Yeah. Magpies. Yeah. That's what they are. Magpies. And every year when they're in their breeding season, they will literally assault the entire city. Like they will yeah. swoop down and like, like I'm talking, like, like, I'm yeah. talking like cut your head. Like yeah. they'll, they're mean, man. Like yeah. Australia is a, that's why Australians are tough, man. They just grow up in the fire. Like yeah. they just grow up in a tough, <laughs> tough part of the world. Everything man. wants to kill you in Australia. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Well, I understand. The, yeah, depends on the need. But just, yeah. just so I don't piss off all the the rooftop tent companies out there. The reality is, is like my wife is very happy with the rooftop yeah. tent. Oh, so totally. For me, it's more like I'd want to take it off and just use a pop up tent for myself because yeah. I need something light and I want to go wheeling with the buddies and do all that. Right. But if I take the both boys, my wife, we're going to go up in the it's tent. Go yeah. Back on. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go up in the tent. Yeah, and, and it's a treehouse for kids. Yeah, yeah. it, it Kid, definitely right? is. And they adults. love yeah. it. And adults. And adults. Let's be real. Come on. Love it well, too. there is there is nothing like there is nothing like camping out next to a river like up north in like, yep. the Tower area and being by the river, zip, unzipping the side of your tent and being overhead of the river and just seeing that view, just watching and taking it in. It's bitching. Yeah. Like you don't get that yep. same effect on the ground, really. Yeah, that's true. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So so there's it's like it's like having a condo up top versus like you know the ground floor apartment yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah not yeah. saying it's it it's it's right or wrong. It's definitely a personal yeah. choice. Yeah. So what's your favorite yeah. piece of kit, Ali? Oh, for me, lately, because uh, we've gone through quite a bit. But I mean, just recently. Anything new that you that you particularly enjoy? I mean, so we did that. We did a whole Johnson Valley piece, and what really came through clutch was my rugged radios. Yeah, and it's not really a plug for them, but it's just the fact that we use those radios every single day. That's true. Yeah, for the entire group, and rugged now has FCC licensed frequencies that if you buy it from them and you're part of their like community, yeah. you get those frequencies and you're already licensed. It's like good hundreds to go. of frequencies. Yeah, you're like, like good to go. Like right. there's no ham license required, none of that. So if you've got 10 radios like I do, you can pass them out. Everyone's good. No one's infringing on any And you can find the nice laws. deep channel that you yeah. can use yeah, for price. Yeah. So, so for me right now, if I was just to pick one, I would say the Ruggeds are bitching. Cool. Yeah. 
Right, right on, yeah. Frank. For what me, about, um, it's probably, strangely, it's probably one of the most expensive pieces that I've bought for the back of the FJ, or for the FJ in general. But man, that power tank is a game changer. Oh, that's oh. right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am yeah. so, like, completely, yeah. like, in love with that thing. I, yeah. Every time I look at that nice bread, that nice bread, that nice big red tank in the back of the FJ, yeah. I'm like, man, that thing's cool. So like, fast. It's so fast. Yeah. Like, airing up and just being able to, like, we did it, um, from uh, Mojave Road when we had that yep. issue with the trailer and we, it was a long day, it was a brutal day and it was starting to rain. Yep. Like just being able to air up in two Real minutes quick and, get out and just throw the hose in the back and be gone versus sitting there for, you know, five minutes each tire or whatever, 10 minutes each tire. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that was a lifesaver. When it was like, it was cold, it was raining. I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yep. And it was just a <laughs> piece of cake. Like that was, that, that sold me on it right there. I was like, yep, that's a good investment. I've seen people fill up their tires. I have a dual compressor with a four hose um, hookup. So with me, four wheels at the same time with the dual air, air uh, the air B compressor. Yeah. Um, compared to one person running one power tank with one hose to every tire, they're done right before me. Yeah. yeah, basically. So yeah. the amount yeah. of time it takes to unwrap the hoses, all that. So for me, the power tank would be more of a luxury. Like if it's I, no, it's if, definitely a luxury. Don't get me wrong. I'm it, not yeah. saying no, that you need this. This yeah. is definitely yeah, a luxury right, item. If right. I ever bought it, it'd be like I had extra money burning a hole in my pocket, and I get it. <laughs> and, but I love, I loved it. We went wheeling with them up north, and I love Steve. Tyler, yeah, all those guys are such great people. Yep, I, it makes me want to buy it just to like support them, but I don't need it right now. Um, but if I ever come into a place where I have some extra cash, I would definitely. That's another yeah, company that gets it, by the way. Yeah, like they they, they're out there doing it. Dude, right. It. He did the entire like Slick Rock, um, Sourgrass, and Deer Valley trails with his trailer. No problem. Wow. Made wow. it happen. Yeah. All the gatekeepers, everything we did, he did it too. That's awesome. That's Steve. <laughs> Steve is a great guy. We went fishing. He gave me like my new favorite lure that I have. I keep it on like actually hooked to my fridge. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so I always have it. Um, just love that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that's that. That's it. That's it. The power tank is awesome. You can run power air tools on it. Yep. Yep. It's really cool. So yep. Yep. yeah, that's that's what I like right now. All right. Cool. So I guess yep. we kind of paid bills already, but let's pay yeah, them one more time. time. All right. Go so, for it. Uh, just super thankful to KC. Uh, it's a great place that I've been working at for now almost five months. Yep. Um, also, the products that I grew up with, and you know, between my Gravity Pro Six, G34 Fogs, like the Chase Light, Chase Light, Chase I Bar, love, the Chase yeah. Bar, um, Cyclone Kit, like all that stuff. Like it is always coming clutch. It has never gone out on me. It's yep. been it's been solid. It's reliable. Product. Yeah. Exactly. And I love seeing how much people love it. I mean, just looking around the show. Every booth around us has KCs on them. Yeah. And we're all, it's just, it's cool to see the community. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, one more thing I want to mention too is um, the, the group that we're working with, Gear Forward. Yep. Um, we're all of the RFD locations, the meetups. So um, LA, Orange County, and then now San Diego. Um, you can bring any used or new gear. It's in good condition. Um, drop it off. We'll take it. Yep. Um, and we'll redistribute to communities in need, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, kids, kids, that, that, wanna, kids that want to get out and experience uh, the outdoors and broaden their horizons but don't have the means necessarily. We want to make sure that equipment is not a barrier yep. to them getting outdoors. So uh, you you can bring those to any one of our meetups. If you, if you live in an area, because we're only in the, these three cities, where you can't bring it, you can always contact Gear Forward directly. They'll give you instructions on how to get it to them, and uh, they will redistribute the gear as well. So make sure you check them out. They're on Instagram. Um, gear Forward's a great, great organization. Yeah. Bring us, bring us your gear. And yep. then also, speaking of KC, use code K. Uh, 
RFD KC. Yep. Uh, our legacy code still works. The RFD 20 code still works, but it'll be at a 10% because we've just, uh, the pricing has all gone down to map pricing. So you're still getting 20, but right. uh, across the board, it's already down to 10. So um, use that code, get yourself some lights. Uh, happy to have you part of the family. Yep. Uh, also super thankful to Dead Men Off-Road for coming on board. Uh, thankful for Renault Adventure Gear as well as Off The Grid. And of course, Overland Bound for always being such huge supporters yeah. of what Frank and I do. And I'm glad to be part of the family. Yeah, thanks yeah. for inviting me today, guys. Yeah, I really Absolutely. appreciate it. How can people it? get yeah. a hold of you guys yeah. and where should they be checking out Overland yep. Bound? Oh, just go to overlandbound.com and you can find out more more about us. Cool. Uh, and we're Overland Bound just about everywhere. So yeah. YouTube Instagram, and on Instagram, YouTube. et cetera. And you have yeah. great yeah. educational videos too, by the yeah. way, folks. If you haven't checked them out on YouTube, yeah. that is a great place to start too. Yeah, yeah. So. for sure. Yeah. All right, on that note, I am... Frank, Trucky McTruckface. And I'm Ali, Kate the Jeep. And Michael from Mike, Overland Bound. Overland yeah. Bound. <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram at rigfordirt.com. Check out our new website. Yeah, um, brand at, new. Yeah, brand new. Uh, rigfordirt.com. And uh, give we'll us a rating see, on yeah. uh, iTunes. Yep, give us a rating. And we'll see you guys next time. See Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. You're welcome.